Hey friends, here on a rainy morning in Utah. Let's talk about relationships with our puppy and our dogs and what works and what doesn't. Let's get to it. All right, so uh, this week, this week has been a really uh, hard week in a way. Um, contemplative week. So uh, I grew up in Utah um, in a house that was literally right next to my grandma's house. And when I say right next to, I don't mean that it was like one house on one property and another house on another property. It was literally two houses on the same property, sidewalk in between us. And so uh, my, my grandparents, uh, my grandma Ina and my grandpa Max, they grew up, or sorry, they, they lived in this house in Springville and my grandpa passed away for almost 40 years ago long long time ago and uh, they lived in this house and my grandma needed someone around and wanted someone around and so my family moved into that house and built another house right next to it for her so she lived in this uh, little small three-bedroom home and my parents moved into the house next door the original home and I was born there and grew up there and uh, lived there. I mean, the biggest move I ever made <laughs> growing up was from the downstairs to the upstairs. Like, it, that's where I lived growing up. It, it's my childhood. Um, big, huge walnut tree out front. Lots of memories. Well, uh, this week, my grandma that I go to for advice and, and you know, just loved and had um, a relationship with I would go over to her house in the mornings and uh, eat breakfast with her before someone else would get up. I was an early riser even as a kid. And uh, I'd go eat breakfast with her. Um, we'd have Sunday dinner at her house sometimes and she'd make fried chicken. And, oh, it was so good. And just, you know, just had that extra adult in my life that I could go to and say, hey, uh, I'm struggling with this and could get advice from a wise sage like my grandma. I looked up to her a lot. She's a, was, she's a great example of service, always serving and uh, blessing those around her, and just an overall great person. Well, she's 98 years old, and um, this last week she, she fell and um, broke her hip. And um, for those who have had elderly grandparents, who will fall and break their hip at age 98, you know it's probably, it, it can lead to the end pretty fast. And in this case it did. And so this last week on uh, on the 17th, my grandma passed away, 17th of September. And uh, I mean, it, it, it was hard because of the relationship. I mean, it's been, it's been a long time since I've lived right next door to her, but my parents still do. And, uh, it's been hard you know you go through those stages of grieving and it's tough um and yet at the same time she's 98 and i'm excited for her to go and uh be greeted by her husband on the other side i believe in that stuff so uh i believe that relationships are eternal and i've had people ask me before do you think that i mean is it true you know like are there are there pets in heaven 
Do they? And I, my response is always, I don't know if it would be heaven without them. And yes, I believe that we'll have pets in heaven and those uh, pets that we had here on earth will be part of that. And I think that these relationships are super, super important. And when it comes to training, um, I don't know whether you should put training first or relationship first, but to me, they go hand in hand. They're, they're just super important. And it's for training to happen. I, 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 when a dog comes to me, it could be aggressive or, or whatever, you know, and even a puppy that's maybe nervous, they come and we start working with them. A lot of people, you know, they'll see a lot of shyness or something at first. And that's pretty normal for a dog when they start doing something new to be a little bit more reserved. Someone brings home um, like a shelter dog or something. And they're like, oh my goodness, this dog is perfect. And they'll think that sometimes for the first couple weeks. And they'll be like, I thought it was perfect. And then it started being crazy. Um, And I'm not trying to stereotype shelter dogs. But sometimes that's what happens. You know, people get this dog and they think it's awesome. Because it's being a little bit more reserved at first so you can count on that that a dog will be more reserved at first and it's really really important that we build that relationship in a training situation Um, sometimes when a dog's really really aggressive you know we'll have that dog in a kennel and we'll take it and without any hoopla we'll walk by and without looking at the dog saying anything to the dog just throw a piece of chicken in the kennel and the dog usually won't eat it because if they're aggressive, they're like, wait, I don't know. Or, you know, or they're nervous or, or, or have anxiety. They're kind of like, we want, you know, they're kind of on edge and we're like, hey, no big deal. I'm just going to walk by and uh, throw some food in your kennel. And after a while, they might be like, okay, this guy's not a threat. I kind of like him. So there's the bribing version, right? Um, and, and with puppies, of course, we're going to use food and we're going to, look, my grandma had a candy jar, Right. Of course that brought us to her more. We loved that. You know, we would go and go to grandma's and we would always had to ask her, Grandma, can we have some candy? And she'd say, oh, you'll spoil your dinner. And then we'd say, promise we won't, Grandma. And she'd say, okay, if you promise you won't spoil your dinner, right? So there were some things like that that she kind of let slide. And uh, that's okay. Like, it's okay. you don't have to be totally robotic with your puppy, I would say in a general sense, that's not usually a great thing. And yet there are some dogs that probably require a little bit more management and robotics. And um, if I'm going to make a mistake with a puppy, I would rather make the mistake on that side of it. I'd rather be a little too robotic at first and then be able to lighten up because it's really hard to go the other way. It's hard to be a friend first and then go into training because your dog's going to be like, hey, wait, this isn't what our relationship was about. You're, you're not my teacher. We're equals, right? Um, and I don't have a problem with feeling like equals, but I think even in any relationship, there's a give and take. There's a give and take that's important so that um, we can work together and actually reach our full potential. So, it, you know, if you want to love your dog, that's, that's great. You should. And it's a, the relationship is eternal in my opinion. And so you, you should want to love your dog. And yet at the same time, there needs to be rules and boundaries that make it so you both can thrive. Because if there's not rules and boundaries, 
you won't reach your full potential and neither will your dog and the relationship will be tarnished because it's not built on trust it's built on on love or touch and things like that and so I have no, I love I think love's the most powerful motivator in the universe but trust is trust to a dog is more important a dog cares more as an animal and being surviving they care more of their, you know they're survivors they and that's one thing I love about them is they're gonna do what works for them and yet at the same time care for someone else and so they're survivors and trust is way important to a dog and you think about it from maybe a kid standpoint if if a kid has a parent that they love and that is you know yeah do whatever you want that's great you know go ahead do this take that do that uh, be back whenever you want home at night you know it actually is probably not gonna be a benefit to them uh, because they need a little more structure at first as they're going through those difficult years and teenage years a lot of times I think teenagers just like dogs test boundaries to see if they can trust you to see if you're gonna hold the line if you're somebody that they can say yeah I don't like it but I know I can go there for stability so with a puppy when we're talking about relationship you can always use food but when it comes down to it teaching boundaries and doing training and working together and playing the game together the training game is gonna mean a lot for relationship a dog will come over and in a couple hours a lot of times you can have as good of or better of a relationship than the owner does at least in the sense that the dog is gonna say I, I trust you more and if I you know I, I feel more stability around you they may not say you know they may say hey I, I know this person will give me what I want and they'll do a little bit of parent shopping that way and I totally did that as a kid when it came down to um, when it came down to picking between my parents and my grandma you know there were times I played both fields let's be honest right it, kid you're smart that way you do it with your parents you do it with grandparents and uh, yet there were boundaries that and examples that blessed my world and just took when I think of my grandma I think about how uh, how loving she was yes but how much I respect her because of who she was and the boundaries she set up and how you know she just had uh, that way about her that I could tell her anything and I could go to her and that didn't mean that I could you know that I'd walk in and say grandma feed me or anything like that right like I wasn't it, that that was not that wouldn't have worked with the boundary and I couldn't walk in and just say grandma I'm taking all your candy because I want it um, that was not the relationship the relationship was more than that um, it was built on a mutual respect and so as you go to train your puppy um, think about it that way where a relationship has a give-and-take and there's boundaries involved and boundaries make that relationship stronger boundaries lead to trust boundaries lead to freedom without boundaries there is no trust there is no freedom and there is no real growth the growth in our lives happens because we have boundaries and even you could call them natural laws laws of nature that we apply to 
I know, like, for example, I know gravity is going to, I, no matter what I do, I can't say, you know what, I don't like that. I, it doesn't, I, I, I'm, I love the world. And so the world won't make the law of gravity apply for me. If I go off a cliff, the law of gravity is going to apply. It, that's all there is to it. And I, I joke with students all the time. I joke, I, I'll hold my keys and be like, is this a forever law and go to drop my keys? And I'm like, watch this. Like it's going to do something different. And no matter how hard I try, those keys still drop to the ground. Now, gravity is not as true on the moon, but we're not living on the moon, right? We're not living in outer space. And so I, I think as we look at just the laws of life, we've got to realize that love is important. Boundaries are essential. And that if we're going to reach our true potential and our puppies' potential, that we've got to trust and enforce those boundaries. And my grandma was an amazing woman, and I will, I will never forget her. She was my only grandparent for about the last 17 years. I never had any grandpas because they were, were they both passed away before I was born. My other grandma um, died when I was out of the country for a couple years, and so I never got to be part of that funeral. <laughs> But today and tomorrow, I'm sorry, today and tomorrow, I will go and uh, to the funeral of my grandma, an amazing woman that I will love and cherish and meet again because relationships are eternal with those we love and I believe with those pets that we spend time with and make part of our families here online, in life. Make that relationship count. Thanks, guys. And have a beautiful, beautiful day.